0: Hey Logo Geeks, I'm your host Ian Paget, and on this week's podcast I'm gonna be chatting with Kyle Cortright about how he started a freelance logo design business. Before we get into the interview, I want to thank FreshBooks who have kindly sponsored this podcast. I tried a number of accounting softwares over the past few years and I feel that FreshBooks is the best, especially since they redesigned it. Now go check it out yourself, and to do that, FreshBooks have kindly offered listeners of this show a free 30-day trial. To claim that, just visit freshbooks.com forward slash LogoGeek, and be sure to enter LogoGeek in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This week, we'll be chatting with Kyle Courtright, a graphic designer who, in 2013, made his mind up to ditch his 9-5 to job so that he could start his dream business, Courtright Designs. This is where he focuses on designing logos and brand identities. He's also the founder of Logowave, a fantastic new logo awards platform. Kyle is a friend of mine who I met through Twitter around three to four years back and we were both starting similar businesses at about the same time and we've seen each other's sites and online profiles grow and improve over that time. Kyle has always stood out for me above a lot of other designers I know as he makes smart moves both in terms of how he's using online tools to attract clients but also how he's been able to create multiple revenue streams too. His story is inspiring so I brought him on as a guest so that we can find out how he was able to grow his freelance business and to also find out a little bit more about Logo Wave 2. So I introduce you to Kyle Courtright.
1: Moving forward it was like okay so what do I need to do in order to to really pay the bills here and get this freelance business off the ground and hit some of the goals that I've I've you know wanted to reach like uh, the dream was owning my own freelance business uh, without having that that full time job. So the way that I went about it, um, it's not always this isn't the right way necessarily. There's a lot of different stories that people have and uh, paths that people take, uh, designers take to get there, get where they need to go, but uh, for me it was learning SEO. Uh, search engine optimization uh, was uh, one of the best decisions that I've made. Um, I set up directories uh, across the country where pretty much small business owners can find local printers in their area. Um, so I set up these directory listings in the form of web pages. Uh, where people could land on those pages. And hey, by the way, you know, I do some logo design and, you know, website design, things like that. And, um, you know, I I got some inquiries, uh, from that. But that was, that was slow going. As you know, Ian, I know you're, you're have a lot of knowledge on SEO. It's, it's not a, um, it's more of a long-term game, especially these days. Uh,
0: yeah I mean to be honest I find it interesting that you brought that up because I mean it's this is a podcast about logos but then (laughs) I know a lot of people that are going to be listening are going to be thinking I want to do that too Mm. and being honest the the only people that I really know that are only doing logos I mean I'm sure you're doing some other things as as am I but I mean in terms of the the thing that we want to do we're trying to get projects to work on logos and the bulk of people I know that are doing that have done it freelance so if you want to take this you know as a career option and you only want to work on logos the only way to do that is by going freelance and that's why I wanted to bring you on because you've kind of done something very similar to me and uh, we both started at the same point and I just find it interesting that you've spoken about SEO because that's the same thing that I've done too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm curious. How did you know that you needed to do SEO? What was it that you found or read, or right. how did, how did you know to do that?
1: Right. Um, I hopped on a a blog called QuickSprout. I don't know if you're familiar with Neil Patel and QuickSprout at all, but you know he he preaches. He's pretty much a digital marketer that knows a little bit about everything in the digital marketing world. Um, and he would continue to preach SEO, and so it's like, oh, you know, let's let's see how this goes. And I don't have much to lose because, um, you know, it's, it's all organic. So it's not, it's not necessarily paid advertising or traffic. It's optimizing your website, uh, as you know, so you can, um, you know, get found in those, those search engine results. And of course the big one is, is Google. Um, so that was, You know, something, you know, he's a lot smarter than I am. And so um, you know, I I really respected, you know, what he had to say along the way. So I was like, okay, let's let's try this out. I don't have droves of clients coming in, I've nothing to lose. So um that was that was kind of what brought that on. And uh, you know, I knew that I wanted to do logo design. Um that was my passion still is. Uh, you know, I've really tried to build my business around logo design. Um, you know, even to, to this day, and I love everything that goes into that. Uh, but I knew that at least starting out that I couldn't just build the business um just around logo design, I needed to be able to, um you know, logo design is kind of like they're very one off projects. So once you have the logo, you know, it's kind of like, what's next? So I I know that You know, once you have, you know, of course, once you have that icon, that typography, that color scheme in place, these small business owners, you know, they might need a website. They might need marketing collateral, um, you know, other branded materials. So um, I learned HTML and basic HTML and CSS. I I learned WordPress. And, uh, you know, those were, were a couple of the other kind of avenues I took to kind of build out, um, you know, the business. So I was more of a one-stop shop, um, you know, starting out. So that was, that's kind of the story there. And I guess to add to that, um, I hopped on a site called thumbtack.com, uh, in order to get some logo design leads, some web design. And, uh, that was very successful actually. Um, you know, you pay at the time, it was five to seven dollars you pay for a lead, and uh, you compete against a few other designers for that lead. And uh, you can land some big projects. Uh, they were probably medium quality leads. Some were very low, and some were higher. But um, you know, I was just glad that leads were coming in at that point. So that was kind of the path that I took, uh, as well as kind of hopping on Craigslist and and putting, uh, floating my resume and portfolio out there as well.
0: So am I right in assuming that when you first started out you was literally almost taking on any project that um essentially bought in some money, am I right? Like even quite small projects?
1: No doubt about it, for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's good advice. Um I mean it's 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 a very real way of uh starting a business essentially, because you've set up your website, you're focusing on SEO you you're getting all the advice, uh, you know, I, I assume that you're using like just Google and just searching for training courses. Uh right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. So you're just finding out what you need to do online and that's the beauty of the internet now, right? Right. And um then, you know, you just started taking on projects that as you could so that you could build up a portfolio. And I guess it's basically escalated from there.
1: Right, right. No doubt about it. Yeah. You know, it's been quite a wild ride. You know, it's everybody starts somewhere, right? Um, and so the main thing is setting those goals. And you know, I know you're a big goal setter from talking to you over the years here, and you know, being able to set uh, lofty but attainable goals that uh, you know that are very real and that you that you follow up on. So it has. So you have some direction along the way. So that's you know, some advice that I would give for sure is to, to set those, those goals.
0: Definitely. Well, you know, I'm a big supporter of that too. Like, <laughs> um, I genuinely think without any, I, I don't think it has to be like real, um, bolted down goals, but some kind of loose goal, right. um, of where you want to be. And then at least like every day you can do small incremental steps that works towards that thing.
1: Yeah, and I remember you talking about uh, not too long ago that really resonated with me um, was to kind of set the goal and then kind of work backwards from there. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I I, I love that advice. <laughs> one of my favorite books, and I think I mention it all the time. The one thing uh, where you basically you got this somewhere out there goal. You know, this could be like the the most ridiculous dream that you can ever imagine. <laughs> Um, But reverse engineering that back to, you know, what you could do in five years and then what you could do in one year to achieve that thing in five years. And then what you could do each month to get to that thing and, and basically reverse engineering it back to one day or what you can do now here at this very second to work towards that. And I mean, every every single successful person has used that model. There's no doubt about it. So I, I think, you know, without goals, you don't know where you're going.
1: No doubt about it, man. Yeah. And it, it does seem, I don't know to you, but it does seem kind of counterintuitive. But, at, you know, in the same breath, it's like, wow, that that makes even more sense than doing it, you know, the other way, the other way around. So. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was great advice. And I've, I've taken that to heart.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You should do. And I think everyone that listens to this and needs to do the same thing, just create goals, even if they're the most ridiculous goals and here today, you can't do them. You can at least keep working towards that.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Okay.
0: So I understand that you've used quite a few different tours throughout your business. What have been the most valuable for you, including uh, design tools as well?
1: I'm a guy that tries to stray from the cliche as much as possible. So we'll get the cliche stuff out of the way here. Um, You know, Adobe Creative Suite um, and, you know, even like a a site like uh, What the Font. I don't know if, um, I know some designers, it's kind of been around for a while, but pretty much what the font, uh, is, is you can, you can hop on their site. If there's a, there's a font that you're, you're not quite sure what it is, but want to use it for a project, um, you can take a screenshot of it and then upload it straight to this, this program. And it's pretty intuitive actually, even though it's kind of a, just a small, you know, online free program. And then you enter, it kind of recognizes those characters. You click submit and it's, um, most, I'd say about 75 to 80% of the time it it works really well for me. And then, um, coolers.co. I think that's how you pronounce it, but I've been using that for color inspiration and, um, man, you can, you can do a lot with it. Uh, It's really easy to use interface. Um, You can look at other designers and and, uh, different color palettes that they're uploading. Uh, You can download different color palettes, save your own uh, stuff like that. So that's really cool. Um, I guess one more that I would say is uh, Libre stock. Uh, Again, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but Uh, librestock.com uh pretty much if you're especially if you're a web designer or you know even doing you know marketing materials things like that too along the way um you know it's a way to uh, pretty much it curates all the different stock free stock photography sites and curates that into one free um kind of resource so i haven't heard of that one that sounds
0: uh useful for anyone that's listening, they probably know that I kind of got a part-time job, and I, I also um, work on Logo Geek. So it was, it, within that job, I work on a lot of web websites, and uh, yeah, we we work with royalty-free images. But that one is it free?
1: It is. It's all free for commercial and free for it's, commercial
0: use. Yeah. And it's it's basically sourcing everything that's online that is commercially available
1: exactly exactly that
0: sounds brilliant i need to check that out i mean just to add uh everything that we're talking about now i'll add links into the show notes
1: great right, great right, perfect you know honing more in on logo design for for inspiration for instance um you know dribble is is a great one there's a lot of man they've got a home community of, of really high quality designers there um and you can even, you know, pick up some color, pick some colors, on, you know, on there, and you can hover over certain colors, and it's it's got your your hex codes and things like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, the logo inspiration generator tool um, it's it's actually something I created originally for for um, designers to have really targeted logo design inspiration. Um, And I I use it quite a bit. So it's, you know, it's a good test, like, oh, you know, this, this is hopefully helpful to other people, too. But, you know, it's been shared, you know, a decent amount across the web. And just, you know, it was was something pretty much out of necessity that I built to to help logo designers, even even business owners, uh, being able to, uh, you know, get some inspiration for their next logo project that's really highly targeted. Uh, as opposed you know high quality highly targeted as opposed to maybe a quick google search that you'll get a lot of different uh, types of quality along the way there so, anyway. so
0: how how is that working that logo inspiration tool um, i mean it's been a while so, like i remember when you released it but um, in terms of using it how does it work do you just go like so if, so if you want some inspiration for a logo project how does it work so you go on there and you you enter in certain keywords
1: Right. So, um, I've got it set up. So there's, there's different colors on there. There's different, um, man, I mean, there's a lot, but like if you want to search a color for a specific logo, um, you can, you could type, you could click on the little check mark there for blue and, uh, you've got all these articles that it kind of curates that you can link directly to that I've looked through individually to check for quality and, um, to make sure that you're really honing in on that that specific, you know, whatever that that uh, keyword is. So, it's you know, sorted by creativity, you know, modern logos, uh, monograms, you know, things like that too, uh, and then some other kind of miscellaneous items on there as well. So you can kind of check off you know some different items there, so you know exactly um you know what you're targeting and uh and then you click on the link and it's it's straight away there for you know hundreds uh hundreds of logos at a time 50 logos uh you know different blog posts that uh, have been curated along the way
0: you know that sounds really useful and that's free to use isn't it it is yeah, yeah yeah fantastic everyone needs to go and check that out sounds good I just want to take a short break to talk about fresh books who have kindly sponsored this podcast and made it possible. When I started Local Geek, it was a side venture. I was taking on projects now and again just for fun and I was doing my invoices in InDesign and was managing my profits and expenses in Excel. But when I took the leap and I started to take on more projects, This really wasn't working for me, everything took so much time and that was time I really needed to spend working on my client projects and I found FreshBooks to be the perfect solution as I could quickly and easily create professional looking invoices and I also had clear visibility of my profits and expenses too. Freshbooks have kindly offered uh, you, the listener of this podcast, a free 30 day trial. Uh, To check it out, just visit freshbooks.com forward slash logo geek and be sure to enter logo geek in the how did you hear about us section. Now let's get back to the interview. Um, So, uh, yeah, like me, you're also pretty big on um, building uh, communities and tools and resources and blog posts and lots of different things for for the community essentially okay. and um he recently started working on Logo Wave where I'm a judge alongside uh Jacob Cass Nadir I'm I can't say his surname
1: I'm gonna guess Falsikli but yeah it's it's a tough one <laughs>
0: so, sorry Nadir if I said that wrong um and he's from uh Logo and most recently you've managed to get Bill Gardner of Logo Lounge on as well. He was uh a guest on this podcast just a few episodes back.
1: Very good, very good. Yeah. Um,
0: so for our listeners, can you briefly explain the idea behind Logo Wave and how that came about as a project for you?
1: Of course, yeah. You know, I was I was looking to, you know, start some sort of a side project here. Um and uh Man, the logo awards space was always intriguing to me. You know, I I didn't see actually too many that were just specific to logo design. So that was that was one thing. Um, but you know, you can't build a business around that you, just that. You know, the need has to be there. But how do you go about it? Uh, you know, how do you brand yourself? These things that that are really important. Um, so it was really birthed out of. You know, I was looking around and uh, the logo awards sites not to take away from anything you know other sites are doing but I felt like it was um, a little on the pricier side and so having a, an affordable but still uh, you know high profile logo awards platform was uh, was what I wanted to build so um, you know and, and adding to that, our profession can be kind of a thankless job a lot of times along with other professions. But, um, it's a, you know, I'm all about building up other designers and encouraging them. Like on my Twitter profile, I try to spotlight different logo designers that are just doing just reeling off amazing quality work. And so, um, I, I love that idea of building a, this community of designers of, you know, encouragement and, um, you know, you know, building people up uh, when it comes down to it. So that's, that's kind of the heart behind the brand. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, it kind of just started from there. And, uh, you know, I wanted something that was a little bit different from the others as well. Again, I, I try to tend away from the cliche. I tend towards and you know, this uh, more than most that I, I tend to, try to keep things more minimal and simplistic and not too convoluted. So, you know, it's just a flat rate price that people would pay. Uh, At the time, it was very, very low. Uh, I think my closest competitor in quotes was around like $65, 70 bucks for a, a logo entry. And I was at the $12 price point there for a while, as you know. So, you know, being able to um, have an affordable solution kind of test the model with a lower like a really super low price point and see you know our designers gonna you know uh, logo designers gonna you know really take this in or or are they you know gonna push it away is it something is, is the need there um and so along the way there's been man coming up on hundreds of logos that have been submitted by various designers around around the world and um you know, just recently uh, decided that, you know what, in order to make this um, a truly high profile logo award site, um, I want to, you know, up, up the ante a little bit, as they say. So, um, you know, before it was a $12 uh, logo entry uh, and you could upload uh, your logos at that price point for a $300 prize to the, the first place winner. Um, and at the time, there were about 25 designers per wave. And so it's just an easy way to kind of get the word out. You know, all the top five finishers will get recognition on the site, social media, things like that, a digital prize pack. Um, So recently, as you know, I tried to, you know, up that prize to $1,000 and then a crystal engraved trophy as well to to each first place wave winner, um, where each wave is now 50 designers uh, at a $49 entry, which is Still one of the lowest in the the industry, uh, but uh, you know, really trying to you know raise the stakes a little bit. You
0: want to enter now because there's a bigger prize, and you get the trophy. Um, and I'm I mean, you you've been working on it now for what is it like two years or is it longer? I can't remember how long it's been. Uh, it's, but you know when something new you know when something new starts. Is that only a year? Wow. You know when yeah. something new starts. You're never really sure if you wanna enter. But now like I've seen it grow and there's a lot more um entries being added in. The the quality is increasing as well. And now the fact that the prize is bigger as well. I think you're onto something and I think it's gonna get a lot bigger and that's why I thought it was good to talk about this as well because the more entries that get in there the better they get it's going to be good imagine winning that prize $1000 and the trophy that's a, that, that's an awesome prize
1: oh very cool i'm glad i'm glad you like it and you know you're being modest too because the judges panel really helps and guys like you and Jacob Cass and uh you know now Bill Gardner of course Nadir being on there. I mean, that just, you know, I I think that really does help with more of the credibility factor. Um, and so these, you know, well-known, you know, thought leaders in the design space, like you guys are, you know, it's, it really, I think that helps up the value a little bit and, and raise the stakes, but, um, yeah, you know, I'm hoping that, that people really, um, you know, get excited about it. I want, I don't want it to be this kind of, you know, stiff, upright, um logo awards platform uh you know i want it to be you know fun and encouraging and building up like i was saying and and uh you know there there needs to be that credibility factor there of course uh but you know i i want it to be a little bit free more free-flowing than some of some of the other awards awards platforms out there
0: i know you recently did a live version as well didn't you
1: Yeah. Yeah. Creative South Conference in uh, Columbus, Georgia. Yeah.
0: It's pretty cool. So, I mean, if anyone wants to enter um, Logo Wave, where do they need to go?
1: Um, So, yeah, thanks. It's uh, just mylogowave.com. So mylogowave.com. And uh, yeah, all the info's there and uh, you can upload your logos. And uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, just trying to make it a, a fun way to for these design logo designers to, to really get recognized, um, and, and awarded for their stellar work. So,
0: so I'm curious, um, what's the future plans for logo wave?
1: Yeah. Great question. Oh man. Um, I got to take one step at a time. Sometimes I just, I just try to take on too much at one time, but right now we're trying to, so the, the judges panel, You know, is is very solid right now, but very male. (laughs) It's male-heavy, so you know, being able to add um, some uh, influential female designers in the mix, um, that's that's kind of the next uh, step here. I'm trying to make some connections um reached out to Paula Share, um kind of waiting to hear back there <laughs> <Thank> and, uh, <laughs> uh Debbie Millman um even uh you know someone like uh, Alina Wheeler who are man design uh giants in our industry and so you know we're it's a very young panel too so I want to kind of uh, up up that a little bit um you know not too much you know I'm not saying you know that these people are old or anything but you know that's it's very young right now, so being able to have a, a good mix of judges and, and um, you know, generations along the way here. And to, I guess to add to uh, what's kind of on the horizon here, adding an, a, an affiliate program as well um, where that will be implemented probably within the next couple weeks um, where, you know, designers can, you know, there's a lot of people that are getting the word out on Logowave. Um, so I I want to really reward those people too for for getting the word word out and have a little bit mo- more motivation too there where um, you know you can make a commission off off each designer that you re- refer to to LogoWave so you know that's kind of another thing that's that's on the horizon and I want to keep iterating listening to the feedback from designers that's the thing it's it's not me it's you know I'm I'm just kind of asking. People like you and, uh, you know, other designers that come in. It's like, what's your experience like? What do you like? What do you dislike? And and really, um, you know, iterate and hone in on the best possible experience uh, that you can have with, with LogoWave. That's
0: amazing. I, I just think it's just, just going to keep getting better. So uh, I'm just going to keep an eye on it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the future for it. Sounds good. Okay, so through Logo Wave, we're seeing quite a lot of logos, In your opinion, what are some of the most common mistakes that are being made? What I'm trying to highlight here is where are people screwing up? I mean, what what small things could they be doing that give them a better chance of maybe winning?
1: Right. That's such a great question. And I know I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Um, But, uh, you know, my first inclination would be that overcomplicating logos, uh, a little bit too much, you know, I, there is beauty and simplicity and with logo design, logo design is no exception to the rule. So, um, being able to find the most minimal form, um, of a, of a logo that is still recognizable, um, and matches up with that brand. I mean, that's, that's, uh, that's huge, you know, and, um, you know, it's, You know, as you know, you know, you got to be recognizable with that logo, like I said. So being able to see that, um, do it from a distance and it doesn't get, you know, all clumped together with all the details, um, and overcomplicating things. And, you know, I think that's the mark of a good logo is something that's, that's one of the many aspects that go into solid logo design is, is being able to have a, um, you know, still maintain its recognizability and, um, Direct relationship to the brand, um, but still be able to, uh, but have that minimal, have it in its most minimal form. I guess the other thing that I would mention is it's amazing what typography can do to a logo, and how um, you know some can really kind of throw in the the type at the end or the beginning of the project, and that doesn't take as much. It's not as much work that goes into that as the, the icon itself or, or the graphic portion of the logo. So, you know, that's it, it's a, it can make or break a logo, you know, uh, when there's there, where there's a, a font or you know, um, typography that just doesn't quite match up. Um, or something that you've seen before that's not, you know, Tahoma, Times New Roman, you know, I, I have a respect for some of these fonts, but man, it's, um, you know, you want to have some sort of um, stylized factor uh, to it. So it's not like, okay, I've seen that before. That's not really a differentiated brand in my, in my mind. So, um, you know, that and, you know, more of the logistics, you know, I, I think that. From a, a purely mathematics standpoint, I've seen a lot of designers upload, you know, two two plus logos along the way. A lot of people upload around that two mark, and so if you're just uploading one logo, it can, from a mathematics standpoint, again, you know, it can um, it, it can decrease your chances right out of the gate. Um, just again, just from a math standpoint. So you know, just uploading a couple logos and and uh, you know, making that investment. So.
0: I could probably throw in in a couple as well. Um, One thing for me, which is um, a little bit of a a bugbear, and I feel like context is important, and I know when you enter a logo into the contest, there are the occasional person that they don't add any information along with the logo, (laughs) or they're at just like one short two or three words, which just doesn't feel like enough. And I feel like it's important to explain what you're trying trying to achieve because sometimes like you can create a beautiful looking logo, but if it's not relevant to the project, obviously it's not right. So, I I mean, I personally think it's quite important to be able to explain what you've done and how you've achieved those goals. And that's what kind of differentiates you and people that upload just an image without any context for me, it, it can look good, but it's like, I don't feel like that person's made enough effort. <laughs> yeah. So i that's one thing that I like to see. Also, I, I think you made a good point about typography, that sometimes it can kind of be slapped on as an afterthought. Like, there are a lot of people that are creating, like, beautiful icons, you know, that are fantastic that you can tell that there's there's been a lot of time and effort that's been put into that but then just a box standard out of the box font has been added along with the icon and it just does it's got a slight disconnect and what I recommend to do and this is what I do and I'm sure you do the same Carl. slightly modify the typeface so that it's got some characteristic that keeps it in uh harmony with the icon, so you know it's got there's something about it, so it all works as one unit and no I think when you don't do that it, lo- it just looks like two pieces that are kind of plonked together
1: <laughs> right, right, no doubt about it
0: I think like the usual stuff like uh like I'm not a big fan of logos with too much detail, like obviously, if you scale it down to the size of uh I know a social media you know social media. When you use Twitter on your phone, sometimes those icons are as small as like eight millimeters. They're (laughs) tiny. And if a logo doesn't work at that size, it can be perfectly illustrated. But for me, I don't feel like it's a successful logo. So I'm also looking at lots of different things like that as well and uh yeah you generally find the one that does win kind of ticks all of the boxes
1: right right yeah and i've i've actually it's kind of going back to what you're saying before too that um you know the top five from each wave um i should have said this before but it it gets recognized on the site and uh, social media so it's not just first place wave winners you you know there's some recognition and you get a certificate and all these things that go into it but the, I've noticed with the top five of each wave that it's pretty uncommon to see, you know, some of the more conceptual work or people that just decide not to have that description or context to go along with with the logo. So I know that it is definitely more helpful than detrimental. We'll say that <laughs> too. Um, to you know, and like you were saying too, it's. Uh, I think you made a good point there where you're talking about how. I think it really talks to the logo designer itself too and, and says, you know, they're willing to put in the time to, you know, they, they put in the time to the logo and that directly is related to the time that they put into this, this context or description, um, to kind of, give us an overview of, of the brand um, and and what the this particular company or entity is uh, was looking to do and how how that problem was solved uh, how the solution was was formed
0: yeah I think it's worth saying we're not talking an essay um, <laughs> but there are the occasional designs that are uploaded and there's nothing that goes with it it's just a, just an image and It could be a really nice logo, but the fact that it doesn't have anything that kind of explains who the logo is for and what you aim to achieve, it doesn't add anything to it. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, sometimes you look at a logo and you think, yeah, it's okay. But then you read and you understand what they were trying to do, what it was trying to represent. You realise, oh, that's a really clever solution. And suddenly, I mean, I kind of mentally give each logo a score is it's not like an official scoring system but say if i score each lego at five if say i I look at the lego on its own i might just think "Ah, it's maybe a three but then i read what they were trying to do it might put it up to a five and then suddenly it's you know one of the contenders for the the top five that i'm sending over to kyle
1: (laughs) right i completely agree with you man yeah it's it helps to have that that constant context there and yeah, I can take it to the next level because it's, wow. you know, this decision was made because of X, X, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more.
0: Okay. So you set up your own business and, you know, you're basically living the life of your dreams. And I know a lot of people listening to this, they would want to do the same thing. So if you could give uh, the listeners one piece of advice to take away from this, what would that be?
1: Oh, man, just one, huh? Oh, gosh, you, can,
0: you can get more if you want to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I tend to be long-winded sometimes. No. Gosh, man. I, you know, I would say building out that online portfolio um, and just honing in on that quality and how you present yourself is, is so important. You know, I would, again, here we go with with the list of things, but you know, local SEO You know, so setting yourself up for for some keywords uh, on your... If you have a website, um, being able to, you know, search the city name and logo design or city name logo designer, um, that can
0: only be helpful. I think with local SEO, it's a quick win because literally I would go as far as saying all you really need to do is include a H1 on your page with logo design in whatever your location is. (laughs) And, uh, you know, update the metadata. So, uh, the title tag and the description. Right. And then maybe upload your site to a few directories like you did. And I genuinely think that's probably all you need to do because it's not the most competitive term. Unless, I mean, unless you're in a big city, like trying to do that in London, it might be harder. Um, but most places, like if you live in a town, you can optimize and be on page one, position one on Google for that, just by doing something as simple as that, along with, uh, you know, blog writing and, uh, guest blogging for backlinks and all that sort of stuff.
1: Right. Right. And if I may, you know, if you're, if your listeners, you know, if you're looking for, um, a kind of a one-stop shop type of blog, I would, I would recommend quick sprout, um, for, Everything and anything that you need to know about SEO, in my opinion, is is on that website. Um, so uh, another good one is backlinko.com uh, by Brian Dean, um, just to try to get backlinks, which is another kind of SEO factor. But um, yeah, it's I, I completely agree. You know, set your, your H1 tags on your site for uh, for those relevant keyword phrases, um, have it in the body copy a little bit, especially on the homepage, um, and, and optimize a little bit. It doesn't, doesn't take that much. And it you know, might take 10, 15 minutes tops to, to set that up or have a web designer set that up. If you're, if you're not into, um, you know, the, the web design side of things. So, um, yeah completely agree there. Um, and then you know I was gonna say, you know make connections, uh, build those relationships i've I've learned this more in the last two years than than any other time, and I wish I would have been more I, I wish I would have been better about that uh, early on in my career. Um, so um, and you know one thing that I've noticed with some of the best logo designers designers out there is that they are very well read. Um, And so I would say, you know, get on, you know, find a a couple of favorite blogs, um, you know, read books uh, from, from some of these, these thought leaders and influencers out there, Um, you know, hop on a, you know, a really helpful Twitter feed, like, like Logo Geek himself or Jacob Cass has a, has a great feed. Chris Doe, um, I I know that he's, he's just uh, has a a feed that's just chock full of value as well. Um, so yeah, hop on, hop on those blogs, read books, um, you know, and learn from, from other, this, is the last thing I'll say, I promise, um, just learn from, uh, other designers who are doing it right in quotes, who get it, um, you know, who have uh, built up their, their following. And, you know, there's a reason for that. The quality, you know, is their quality of work is, is usually on point. And so follow some of these designers that inspire you specifically. Um, don't worry about anybody else. You know, everybody, each designer has their own, I'm convinced each designer has their own style in some way um, that they tend towards. So, um, you know, find those, those designers, those logo designers that really inspire you and, uh, you know, and then find your own style. Uh, there's, there's different ways that we can, uh, there's different avenues that we can be inspired by, but, you know, find your own style along the way and, and hold to that. And, um, you know, it may, it might change and adapt, but, um, you know, that's where kind of the passion and all the fun comes from, you know, you got to have fun with it. And, um, if you're not having fun, then what's, what's the point in the first place? So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of, you know, some of the things that I would say. And, uh, you know, along the way. And, um, uh, man, I, I, guess, okay, one more thing, promise the last thing <laughs> I would say to, um, you, you gotta remove unnecessary distractions from the day to stay, you know, on point and focused. Um, I'm, I'm in, the, I, I you know, I'm talking to myself here. Um, you know, I can, I can really d- get distracted with different things. Uh, it might be social media, um, It might be reading a blog that is not even close to related to design and, you know, I'm uh, putting off a project or whatever it may be. So, um, you know, limit those distractions uh, if you want to, you know, I know for some people, they turn off notifications for social media and that that can help. Um, You know, it's each person is different. So you know, figure out what that is so you can really stay focused and honed in on your uh, on your goals um, and and what you're trying to do in the end.
0: I think everyone has that same issue. Um, I'm exactly the same. It's even worse now because I created (laughs) a uh, Facebook community and I get all these alerts and I kind of (laughs) want to check it. There is terrible. But I mean, some advice from me, uh, write down what you need to do put that list by your side and keep looking at it so you 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 know force yourself you have to get that that and that done and anything else that's not on that list is not important and you know there's all these tricks that you can do there's all these little tools and things but at the end of the day if you're going to run a freelance business you just need to keep focusing on what needs to be done and you know if you do want to take Ten minutes to do something else is okay, but you know you need to make that time back up so that you can get that job finished, right?
1: Right, right. That's excellent.
0: Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Okay, Kyle, uh, thanks so much for your time, and uh, yeah, it's been great to have you on.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. It's uh, it's a great opportunity. I'm I'm honored to be a part. So thanks so much.
0: Another great interview. Kyle, thank you so much for being a fantastic guest and for sharing your story with us. I think you've demonstrated what it takes to be a successful freelance designer. So thank you for being so transparent. If you want to find out more about Kyle, make sure to check out his website, courtrightdesign.com. Now, if you're keen to enter Logo Wave, you can find out more by visiting logogeek.uk forward slash logo wave and that will take you through to my affiliate link which means that i'll get a percentage of the entry fee which helps to support projects like this podcast as logo wave has a thousand dollar prize and a crystal trophy it's well worth entering especially if you want to start calling yourself an award-winning logo designer Show notes for this podcast can be found at logogeek.uk forward slash podcast eight. Now, if you want to chat about this episode with me and another 1000 plus logo designers, join the Logo Geek community on Facebook and you can find that simply by visiting logogeek.uk forward slash community or you can find me on Twitter at logo underscore geek. If you've enjoyed this podcast make sure to subscribe and if you want to support me make sure to write an honest rating or review too that would be greatly appreciated. So guys thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.